It's time to talk about Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. And now, here's Ira. My guest is Don Logan, President and Chief Operations Officer for the Las Vegas Aviators, professional baseball team of the Pacific Coast League, AAA affiliate of the Oakland Athletics, and 2019 Pacific Southern Division champions. For everything about the Aviators, go to aviatorslv.com, and you can follow the team on Twitter at AviatorsLV. And Don, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ira. Nice to be here. I wanted to talk a little bit about the team, the history of the team, your history, which is fascinating as well, and a bunch of other stuff, but we might as well hit the nail on the head, as they say, to mix metaphors, the 600-pound elephant in the room, and that is the impact of the virus, the coronavirus, on the team's operations. Can you address it a little bit? Well, it, it's obviously had an impact on everybody. I mean, this is something, this is worldwide, and obviously for us, yeah, you know, we were supposed to have our first game last Thursday. Uh, you know, they you can't even everybody's quarantined or locked safe in what is it called? Uh, uh, locked in their homes or yeah, sheltering strong, in place perhaps. Sheltered in place and strongly suggested to not go anywhere until the end of April. That that pretty much wipes out the first uh, twenty games of our schedule, which is obviously a tremendous impact, but. Yeah, it's part of you know, we like anybody else being, you know. I think we are looked upon as America's pastime. I think uh, I know that we've had countless discussions, and I probably in the last three four weeks I've been on fifty conference calls with various people, primarily with our league brethren. But the reality of this is, it, it's much bigger than baseball. But when the time comes to start revving things back up and, and trying to uh, get back to some new normal. I don't know that we're ever going to have the old normal, but uh, the new normal is going to include baseball because baseball has been there for America. You know, this is the 130th year of the Pacific Coast League. Uh, it's it, it's an old, old league, and we've been through Spanish-American wars. We've been through World War One, the Great Depression, World War Two, uh, 9-11, you know, the, the crash in uh, seven and eight, uh, and baseball's always been there for people in our country, and in our case, in our community, is something normal, something to, you know, put your fears and put your regular life aside for a while and come out and enjoy baseball, and, you know, we're looking forward to the, the time we can do that, and, and until then, you know, I, I do believe I'm, like most people, probably glued to the the various news channels in the afternoon, and I think that uh, at, at every level, I think uh, from a federal level, I think the president and his task force, uh, I think Dr. Fauci could run for president now and beat anybody. You know, he's the man. <laughs> maybe, maybe you can sign him up for your team. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the I think that at the federal level, they're doing a great job, and, you're, you know, people have their opinions, whatever, but uh, this is, there's no booked for this. There's no manual on how to handle this. And I think, you know, Steve, uh, Steve's a good, for Steve Sisolak's a good friend. And, and we should point uh, out Steve Sisolak is governor of Nevada for those listening elsewhere. I right. think, uh, you know, Steve is 
is he's a he's got he's a great leader. Whether you like him or not, it doesn't matter. I think Steve. I know Steve personally very well. He's got uh, he's not afraid to make decisions, uh, and he's he's out in front of this thing. And and as such, I think that we're in good shape, both uh, nationally and, and certainly locally. And you know, again, once once the time is right, then we'll jump right back in. Our our staff's working from home. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, you know, I didn't know what Zoom was. <laughs> uh, I still can't find. You know, it, it's funny. The um, I had a Skype camera. It, it was like a, a good camera, like you can uh, broadcast quality. Right. And I can't find the damn thing. So <laughs> it's around here somewhere. And all I have to do is plug it into to my side of my computer, and I would be looking good for some of this TV stuff. But that's not happening. <laughs> I find it. I think when you mentioned about the new normal, part of it is a lot of uh, celebrities and entertainers, and perhaps presidents of baseball teams, uh, just realize they don't have makeup and good lighting. Yeah, it's you know my wife made a good point that all the celebrity, a lot of the the female celebs that. Everybody thought we're blonde or suddenly getting darker hair because they can't get their hair done. <laughs> it's true. Oh, absolutely. So it is a challenge. And as you mentioned, baseball has been such a part of America's history and heritage. And it's, in a sense, it's in the DNA. And it's a sign, if you will, of what I would call seasonal normalcy. And so when this is over and you guys take the field again, I think it's going to bring back not only a sense of that normalcy, but even more so because of the lockdown that we've been involved in here. No, I, I definitely agree with that. And, uh, you know, this place, we got off to such an unbelievable start. This place is, uh, this place being Las Vegas Ballpark is second to none. It's, uh, it's as nice a facility as there is anywhere in professional sports at any, any sport, any level. I have to tell you, because I'm not a, as you know, an, an overly sports person, however, when you go to the Las Vegas Stadium and you go to see the Aviators, the feel of the, uh, because it's a brand new stadium, but it's not just that, it's what I would call down to scale, meaning that you don't feel you're overwhelmed by the structure. It's just no, it's, a very relaxed. It's got a really nice feel to it. It's got a good vibe, if you will, a good chi. I've heard different uh, people call it different things, but it really is a a nice place to come and, and watch baseball. It's just a nice place to come. And I think credit to our staff and everybody did just a fantastic job here. Uh, the food's fantastic. The quality of the food and then just the the amounts of food, the different types we have, the different options we have. The uh, You know, I think we have 24 different beer selections. That, the self-serve soda, I think that might be a thing of the past post-corona, but that was really well received. And the, you know, just so many things about the place are, are top-notch, and I can tell you, you know, I'm, a lot of people are reaching out uh, on a regular basis, anxious to get back, and we're certainly anxious to get them back. No doubt about it. And one other thing I have to point out about the stadium, and that is something that you don't see in, I don't think, any other city in America, and that is free parking. <laughs> You know, that's something, given the location right here next to downtown Summerlin, it, it just, it had to be that way. You know, you, if we, it, to me, I, again, I've been doing this, this is my 37th season of baseball. Parking, you know, Cashman Field was great for many years. We had ample parking, 3,600 spaces down there. Uh, by the time you 
pay for parking by the time you deal with all the the incidents getting people in uh there's always you know things happening in the parking lot that you don't see that end up uh, you know you end up on the phone with your insurance company on a regular basis it's just getting people in the ballpark to enjoy the ballpark was something that we really sought to achieve and and we did you know not charging for parking people feel good about that uh, you know, here in Las Vegas, you know that the strip property started charging for parking a couple of years ago, and, and those of us that have lived here a long time, really, uh, it, it 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 was just odd. It was something that it, it didn't work, uh, you know, the way that I think people thought it would. Uh, the 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 blowback was significant, and in our case, we're like I said, next to the downtown Summerlin here, there's 10,000 free parking places next door between downtown Summerlin and the Red Rock Resort Casino. So if we tried to charge for parking, people are going to end up parking over there, which would display, take up space for people that are, are going go to go to the mall or go to, to Red Rock to, to do whatever, to go shopping, to enjoy the great restaurants there, uh, to go to Red Rock and you know, and hit the casino, or they've got unbelievable restaurants there as well. So, I, it was it was a good call, and uh, you know, I take a lot of grief uh, from some people about that, simply because the, uh, the the revenue that we miss out on. But by the time you pay for everything, the the labor it it is labor intense. You really don't make a whole. You have to charge twenty bucks a car, which is unreasonable. So. It was a good call. Yeah, and, and it does set the tone because you pull in and it's free and you go, whoa, and then you walk in and it's a polite people greeting you and getting your ticket and just the whole feel of it. So those people who have not been out there when when the season resumes, please check it out because it is it is that total fan. And again, I'm from the perspective of not a rabid fan of sports, but I can see the difference between the Las Vegas Stadium and stadiums in other cities. It just, everything is down down to scale, just a very friendly feel to the whole, and relaxed feel to the whole, well, the, to the it, whole thing. Well, and it's not just sports either. That's part of what baseball is. You can be a casual fan. You can come with friends. You can come with your family. Uh, you're going to meet people. You know, baseball lends itself to conversation. Again, the, the six-feet distancing thing, uh, that that's probably not one of our attributes, but uh, we're going to have to figure that out too. But it's just baseball is it doesn't demand your attention much you know like you go to the nice games here and watching hockey you 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 know you're captivated by it same thing with football same thing with basketball uh, we're different you know there's time between pitches there's time between innings there's just there's downtime when you know you can socialize and it's one of the reasons baseball has survived for so long and uh, you know, everybody talks about trying to speed it up. I think that the last month has taught us it's probably not a bad idea to kind of slow down and smell the roses a little bit. So Yes, it's the pacing of the game that is part of that appeal. It's yeah, not, absolutely. you're not in a hurry. Absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned your 37th year in baseball, and last year you were honored with, it was the 2019 Minor League Executive of the Year. So coming off the construction of the stadium and the great season that the aviators had and prior to the aviators they were called the las vegas 51s which we'll talk about but and stars don't forget and stars, stars. you're absolutely right yes 
we, we all go, go back, back a ways. Back. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot the stars. <laughs> I, I blame it on the Apollo when my mind goes, so uh, that's fair. Uh, but were you surprised about being named Minor League Executive of the Year, or I know you obviously you were appreciative of it, but given coming off of all that stuff, it seemed to me the most natural thing for you to be named that. Well, you know, it, it was obviously very nice because it was uh, voted on by my peers. Uh, you know, there's 160 teams in minor league baseball, so it's not uh, not an award you get very on. You know, you get it once, it's it's phenomenal, and uh, you know, I I do appreciate that. I, I it again, it it this is about us. This isn't just me. You know, I'm I'm the guy out front. I do the speeches and talk to the media and whatnot, but we've got an unbelievable staff of people. We had an unbelievable staff of construction folks, the architect uh, that designed the place, uh, Hunt Penta, the construction folks, all the subs, great cooperation with the, the local unions. And, you know, this is just, this is a much bigger than one person. And, uh, you know, it, it was, to me, it, it was a, an endorsement of everybody that was involved in getting this place done. And, and again, they the success we had once we started, you know, 650,000 people. We led all of minor league baseball in attendance by a, a good measure. Uh, and, and I read the most important thing we, we did better than anybody is the most revenue. So uh, that that's always a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the bottom line. And it does take a sports village for all that to happen. Yeah. As you, as you said, you're leading the team, but it's really the team. And I mean, not just the team of players, but obviously the staff and the construction workers and everybody that contributed, the people that made the land available, all of that stuff just comes together yeah. at, one, at one point. Well, let's take a break. My guest, Don Logan, is President and Chief Operations Officer for the Las Vegas Aviators. For everything about the Aviators, go to aviatorslv.com, and you can follow the team on Twitter at AviatorsLV. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Talk About Las Vegas with Ira in just a moment. Thank you for staying home from Nevada. As we continue to work together to prevent the spread of COVID-19, we must all do our part. Avoid non-essential travel and gatherings. Work from home. And remember, if you must go out, stay six feet from others and wash your hands often. If you're sick, you must stay home. We all know someone we want to protect. Mom, grandpa, or a family friend. There are many reasons to stay home for Nevada, and stopping the spread of this virus is up to all of us. And I encourage Nevadans to stay up to date with reliable information by calling 211 or visiting the Nevada Health Response website at nvhealthresponse.nv.gov. Thank you to everyone for supporting your neighbors, working together, and staying home for Nevada. This message funded by a grant through the Nevada Department of Health and Human Services aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and this station. Now let's get back to Talk About Las Vegas with Ira. Welcome back. I'm talking with Don Logan, President and Chief Operations Officer for the Las Vegas Aviators, professional baseball team with the Pacific Coast League, AAA affiliate of the Oakland Athletics, and 2019 Pacific Southern Division champions. For everything about the Aviators, go to aviatorslv.com, and you can follow the team on Twitter at AviatorsLV. And, Don, we were talking about the lineage of the team, the Aviators. It was the 51s, and as you rightly pointed out, before that it was the Stars. Okay, somebody has to ask the question. Were you in favor of the naming of the 51s? No. 
I'll tell you what, what happened there. Please. That uh, we had a, we were owned, uh, we started, I was one of the founders of Mandalay Sports Properties. We owned, at one point at the, the, the apex of Mandalay, we had, the, if you remember the Las Vegas Thunder, we owned the hockey team here. And then we ultimately had seven minor league baseball teams all around the country. So we had a lot of people involved, and uh, you know we had decided we were changing affiliation. We were going to go from the we'd been the Padres AAA affiliate for 18 years, and we were switching to the Dodgers. And the thought was that we needed to rebrand ourselves. And you know we had hired a, a company that does that. That's that, that's their expertise. And we had thrown out a number of different concepts. And in the middle of all that, uh, it was in late September, my brother-in-law was a, a coach at the University of Wisconsin, football coach, University of Wisconsin, and we went back for uh, 12 days to visit them and watch a couple, they had back-to-back -back home games, so we got to watch the Badgers, actually they played uh, Michigan State and Ohio State, so went back there, and uh, while I was away, one of, we had hired a consultant, uh, Mandalay had a consultant on, uh, we brought a guy in, and he was doing the uh, decided that he was going to figure out uh, what the right name would be. Well, this is a guy that lived in Portland, Oregon. Uh, the company was based in L.A., and these guys are going to come up with a name that, that fits the community. And that was obviously Area 51, which, you know, other than George Knapp, I don't know a whole lot of people <laughs> that were really fired up about Area 51. So, you know, uh, we had a, we had a, a board meeting. Uh, there were seven of us that... Don even go up one number and make it the Las Vegas 52s. <laughs> yes. As a deck yes. of cards, it would have worked perfectly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. well, the, honestly, the uh, the Aces was a name that uh, that came up at that point, and that certainly fits. And then when the Reno franchise came into being, they they became the Aces, so that uh, that that's worked out very well for them. So no, that uh, the the 51s. I can tell you initially I was not a big fan of, but uh, it, it grew on me. And, uh, you know, it, it's not about – the name is certainly important, but it's what we do as an organization, just the way we perform, and, uh, yeah, we made it work. And not only how you perform, but how you fit into the community as well, which – Well, and that's the thing, I think, Ira, is the reason, you know, we've been here. Like I said, this is the uh, uh, the, the 38th season this year of professional baseball in Southern Nevada. Now – Obviously, the Raiders are going to uh, kick off this season. The the Knights are in the toward the end of their third season here. But professional sports, uh, you know, we're at 26 different minor league teams have come and gone during our tenure here, and you know we survived. And that's because we really we want to be, a, and I think we are a, a part of the community. We've got, you know, I've got a young lady, Melissa Harkavy, who is uh, handles all of our 
community outreach and special events, and she's everywhere, and we're everywhere. You know, we're at schools, we're at the hospitals, we're we're doing everything that you need to do, that you should do as a good community partner, because we are a part of this community, and we depend on locals to make this work. And uh, you know, we you have to give back, and you you have to be ready, willing, and able to do that. And uh, we've always felt that way, and, and I've always felt that way. You know, I'm a small town guy. I'm from Tonopah, so. <laughs> you come from a small town like that, uh, you learn early on. You can't, uh, you, you got to be, everybody knows ultimately what kind of person you are by the way you act. And, you know, we, we've uh, kind of taken that small town approach to, uh, to operating this business. Do you find that you start to get visitation attendance from visitors to Las Vegas from either around the country or around the world? You know, it, it's, I think we do probably more than anybody else just because of the nature of the town. I, I think in, was it 2018, the last year they had, that I saw numbers, we had almost 45 million visitors to Las Vegas. Now, obviously, they come here because this is the adult Disneyland. It's the entertainment capital of the world, and people come here for our, our resorts. The hotel resorts down on the Strip are second to none. The uh, Obviously, the gaming is second to none. The shows, you think about Cirque and everything that uh, the residencies that are going on, you think about the shopping, uh, we've got second to none in shopping. And, and I think uh, I, I argue this a lot with uh, my friends from anywhere, but I think our dining is second to none. We've got the, the greatest chefs, we've got the greatest restaurants, we've got, you know, this is just a very special place. And, you know, this is just one other option for people when they do come to town. But we're primarily driven by locals. I will tell you that with the visiting teams, if you family and friends of visiting players, this is where they come to, to say hello and watch them play. Uh, so we do, we get more of that than anybody else. And and that's, that's you know, that's a, again, that's a byproduct of just being in Las Vegas. Taking that a little bit further, how do you fit into the, or how do you see the team fitting into the larger Las Vegas sports picture? Because as you mentioned, the Raiders are coming in, the Vegas Golden Knights have made a major impact as well. So how do you see yourselves within that larger sports picture? Well, we're baseball. You know, I think every sport has a different fan base. I think Major League Sports is is driven by the performance on the field or on the ice or on the court. You know, at, at our level, it, it is certainly, you know, the way the team performs is important, but it's it's about, you know, what we provide as a as as a night out, if you will, what the the the, the type of uh, enjoyment people get from coming out here. And as I mentioned earlier, baseball is different in that, you know, there's just much more downtime and it's much more social than any other sport. So, you know, I think we have a, a great spot. We have a great location. You know, being out here in Summerlin, right next to the 215, we've, we're bordered on the south by Sahara, on the north by Charleston. Uh, to the immediate east is town center. It's really easy to get in and out of here from anywhere in the valley, and that's a big part of the success we have as well. I assume, too, that part of the team culture is that they interact, as you talked earlier about being involved in the community, but that the team players themselves are accessible within a reasonable limit to the community as well. Yeah, it is, and, uh, you know, we try to get the players out as much as possible. you got to understand we play 140 games in 152 days, so there isn't a lot of downtime. The guys are, you know, they're nocturnal. They don't 
we typically don't get out of here till around 10:30, 11 o'clock at night. So they're not uh, ready to rock and roll much before 10 a.m. the next day, and then they're back here uh, to do all their. Uh, you know, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. Uh, you know, injured players are getting treatments. Uh, today's players are always they work out every day, so they're in the weight room. They're out running. They're out throwing. They're out working on their hitting. So, you know, the guys are here uh, 10 hours a day typically. So, uh, but they're they're very, uh, they, the players, are, are very mindful of the, the importance of getting out into the community. And, you know, we get them out almost daily. You know, when, when the team's in town, we're, we've got guys all over the place doing different things, working, to, again, with the schools, visiting the hospitals, uh, you know, speaking to fraternal groups and all of those type of things are, are a big part of what we do. And like you mentioned, it's the culture. It, it's baseball. And, you know, we, we're the ambassadors for baseball here in this community and, and have done and will continue to do a, a good job of that because it's, it, it, it's what we are. When the team's in practice out on the field way before the game starts, in other words, earlier in the day, is the stadium open for people to come in and watch that? Or? No. Okay. No. We open a, you know, an hour and a half before the game starts, so that's all takes place. Uh, nobody's looking. You know, that's, the, that's how they say you judge a person is, what are they doing when nobody's looking? Well, they're working very, very hard. Uh, you know, there's obviously a, a pot of gold, really, at the end of the rainbow for these players and getting to the major leagues and right. uh, getting an opportunity to, to, to make the kind of money you can make at the major league level is, is very, uh, it, it drives them, and uh, that's, that's why they're here working so hard. Can their families come out to watch while they practice, or is it really no. just for the team? No, I mean, if they want to, but no, it's, uh, it, it's pretty much just the players and coaches. And, no, that makes sense. It. Do you see demand increasing for baseball and your team just because of the fact that you have a new stadium and the team is doing so well? I think so. Uh, the the stadium again, it's it's a great place to come. It's fun. It's got a good feel. It's right across the street from downtown Summerlin. We've got great restaurants literally 100 yards away. You've got the Red Rock Resort, so people can come early and go and get something to eat over there. Or, you know, if they need to to go shopping, there's tons of options next door to you know get something done and then come over and enjoy the game and then. Later in the evening, they can go back to those uh, those places and get uh, you know get a, a nightcap or get something to snack on before they go home. So th there's just a, the the options here are so much more than than they ever have been than they ever were at Cashman, quite frankly. And as you go around the country, uh, that's that's one of the things that the successful franchises at, at any level, really, the major league or minor league level. Uh, you know, you think about San Francisco, and you go to uh, uh, what was AT&T Park, Oracle Park now. Uh, you know, the, it's it's something that you, it's not just about the game; it's about everything that goes around it, goes on before and after. And that that's one of the things that that's so special about this. And and again, I think the the way that baseball has evolved in this community is important too. If you if you really look at it, we've got uh, right around 60 p people, 60 players from Las Vegas that are playing professional baseball. I think there's like 18 in the major leagues. And if you look at this, the size of our market and 
what sport really dominates here. It's baseball. You know, there's only a, there's a couple of guys in the NFL. There's a couple of guys in the uh, NBA. There's one guy, uh, Zucker, the kid now with the Penguins from Vegas. That's a hockey guy. You know, we're a baseball town. I mean, you, it's easy. You got Bryce Harper and Chris Bryant and Joey Gallo and Amir Garrett, people like that that are Vegas guys that are uh, in the big leagues. You, you know, other sports don't have that. So this is a baseball town. So and the weather lends itself to that. The uh, you know, youth tournaments and amateur tournaments are here all the time, starting in the spring and running all the way through the summer. So uh, it, baseball is a big part of what Las Vegas is all about. Last question. Is there any challenge you see coming up for the popularity, the expansion of the team here in Las Vegas? No, I, I think, uh, you know, we're going to do what we do and let people know we're here and certainly be uh, be ready to, to host them and and be a good host when they do come out. You know, I, I think uh, everybody asks about uh, when and if Major League Baseball is eventually going to decide that this market can, uh, you know, we've got an NHL team, we've got an NFL team, uh, you know, when are we going to have a Major League Baseball team? And, and, I, and I do believe that it's not a matter of if, it's when. It, it's, it's eventually going to happen in Major League Baseball because of everything we talked about before relative to baseball, I think it works very well here. So, you know, that to me, and until that day comes, AAA baseball is uh, the, the highest form next to the major leagues that exists. And we're going to do our job to present that in a first class way in a first class facility. And uh, the results obviously speak for themselves. Well, that's a great way to leave it. My guest has been Don Logan, President and Chief Operations Officer for the Las Vegas Aviators. For everything about the Aviators, go to aviatorslv.com, and you can follow the team on Twitter at AviatorsLV. Don, thanks for being on the show. My pleasure, Ira. Take care of those allergies. <laughs> Will do. we got about another six weeks. Oh, my. I'm with you. I'm I know. Zyrtec, uh, Allegra, <laughs> uh, Mucinex. I, I, I got everything going. <laughs> Thanks for the advice. See you next time. You've been listening to Talk About Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. Yeah,